Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Abhishek, I wanted to sort of come to you now. You know, you sort of, you know, very uh, succinctly kind of elucidated the entire attitude of. the new generation the old generation promoter or in terms of you know the ones raising intelligent capital or non intelligent capital i also had a question for you that in the time when there is so much capital available i want to understand from you that as a firm motila loswal private equity what the learnings and unlearnings that you are having how are you establishing a moat or a competitive advantage around you that you are different from other pe firm providing growth capital Because ultimately, the color of money is green from a promoter's perspective. I raise it from you, or I raise it from any other provider. So why is it that I'm tempted, or why is it that I'll be raising capital from you? Is it about your operational expertise? Is it about your track record? What really it is where private equity fund managers like yours also have to learn and establish higher moats as we get along? Right. So um, yeah, Shilja. So I think over the last fifteen years. we've learned we ourselves have evolved uh, you know we made a lot of mistakes and we've learned from we've learned from those mistakes we've learned from our interaction from promoters to really see what we need to do best i think one of the big advantages that we have is our brand is extremely well known so every indian company would have heard of motilal oswar so they know they are dealing with a known institution number 1 number 2 our brand is very is synonymous with equity investing in india and promoters who have an aspiration to go public they feel that having a partner like motilal oswal could be a a a strong play those are the names those are the advantages of being associated with motilal oswal but overall as a team over the last 15 years you know the way we revolved number 1 we are long term investors in a company we don't look at investing with a 3 to 5 year time frame we look at investing with the 8 to 10 year five time frame that is something which resonates very well with the uh, entrepreneurs and and then i'm sure that even other pe funds could also uh, be like that first of all srija there is an opportunity for everyone it's uh, you know it's not that uh, india is a large market there's so many companies which requires uh, growth capital right so we all have to choose our 10 to 12 companies over a period of 3 years so that's a long enough time to identify uh, companies there are few transactions where we might lose out as well and there are transactions where we would win over others but uh, so brand our association with equity as a play our long term orientation and just the fact that over the last 15 years we see we have been successfully successful in creating so just 50 100 200 times companies so we are able to give that vision to a company to a promoter see at the end of the day you know when i was growing up in 1990s i used to think that the day i have i told my mother the day i earn 1 crore i'm going to come back to calcutta that was my thought process then so you evolve i think today i'm able to sell a dream give that vision to the indian entrepreneur that you know if you are half a billion dollar today don't think yourself as a 2 billion dollar or a 3 billion dollar company think about yourself as a 50 billion dollar company and chase that thinking big is a big play 
that you know i remember uh, with sanjay agarwal of au in 2010 there was a conference with his entire team and uh, in uh, and then and i and i and i had spoken on the stage and i told that au is going to be a billion dollar company everyone fell off their chair right today it's a 5 billion dollar company and in next 10 years it could be a 10x from here it could be a 50 billion dollar company who knows so i'm saying that long term you know if you own something for just to give you a data point if you own something for 10 years at a 25% compounded return you're talking about a 10x multiple but if you own it for another 10 years you're talking about a 100x multiple so that power of compounding and owning something for long is is a is a big thing and that is something uh you know also something which resonates very well with indian entrepreneurs and then you know in small bits and pieces you keep on adding so for example we built a very strong functional team in house which works with our portfolio companies around technology around process improvement around hr we have a very strong operating partner team on the sector side someone who was chairman and managing director of hines india a country head of activist india first found uh, co-founder of 28th century finance and centurion bank so together we try and, and create that difference as far as uh, our companies are concerned thanks for that vishal and i really like the example that you sort of highlighted about uh, sanjay agrawal of au finance is incredible i mean we all have witnessed that journey and what kind of franchise that was able to build i come to you now nitin and uh, i think we heard from vishal on intelligent on intelligent capital just the power of compounding and how that resonates with entrepreneurs in india the long investment strategy uh, opens also sort of highlighted sort of very well in terms of the due diligence how it has surely changed my question to you Then now really is that in your interaction with promoters, say the old generation and the new generation, how are the aspirations different? Is the questioning different when they ask you in terms of deal making? What are the new approaches that come to the table where you can distinguish in your head and say that okay, this person and the new generation upstart entrepreneur, how are they really different in terms of their sensibilities and approach to raising private growth capital? yeah so uh, you know there is a to my mind there is a basic and basic fundamental difference and is the difference is vast difference uh, between the two uh, you know the uh, the current promoters what i am seeing the young promoters i would say i would not say the, the startup promoters i would just say the young promoters uh, or the second generation promoters who have come mm-hmm. see they they think they working with them my experience is that thinking beyond the normal is the normal for them okay so, that's well put okay see their dna is uh, you know their dna is built of the words like disruptive innovative breakthrough these are the anthems for them whereas the old business leaders or the old generation business leader they think technology as an enabler to the business whereas the new new generation promoters or the business leaders they think technology is the business you know that's the fundamental difference now it it's a huge huge difference uh, between the two uh, startups or the the uh, I, i'm sure vishal will also bear with me on this the, the the new generation people they are open to ideas they are open to pivot their business model they are open to expand to geographies they are open to adopt new newer technologies they are willing to experiment and you know experimentation for them is not experiment in that sense it, for them it's normal 
whereas old business leaders for them adopting a new technology or going to new geography or taking up a new collaboration for them it is an experiment okay okay but, but let me let me just put that in correct perspective first of all i would think mna private equity joint ventures these are these are the these are this is the growth strategy where is the growth strategy coming going to come from the growth strategy for any company is going to come from mna from private equity from raising funds from joint ventures from collaborations that's where you will make from 1 plus 111 uh, so so once we know that this this is going to stay there mna has to stay there private equity has to be there you are in your in your company's journey you have to have private equity now therefore once we accept that these are the growth strategies i would think very strongly irrespective of whether you are a startup new founder sme sme or old old generation companies please put systems in place or please put leaders or business people in in place who understands this who understands the process of a private equity who understands what to expect from a private equity to my mind uh, you know i heard vishal saying intelligent capital and simple capital but i i am seeing that difference is getting blurred because every private equity today today talks of a intelligent invest intelligent capital because that is the edge which a private equity will draw so to my mind today businesses they first of all they must accept the fact that we will need private equity in our in our journey we have to have private equity if you want to grow if you want to expand and if you think that mna and private equity joint venture is going to be your business strategy your private equity has to be there even if you are not raising i would say even if you are not raising capital for that matter there is no harm in understanding in putting some team to analyze understand what deals are happening how are, how are exits happening what are the rights you know what what or additional benefit the private equity is bringing there is no harm in the in the in, in the in the management today to understand under, and you know discuss the, those implications internally in the management that is very important very essential now that may be happening with the new generation in the faster way old generation may take some time but it's high time i to my mind i guess that the new way of deal deal making the new way of as as you know upendra mentioned today doing a due diligence is a big big challenge and in fact uh, on a lighter what i would say getting a complete due diligence on on indian company is still a distant dream <laughs> uh, so, so i i guess you know they the promoters and the and the management do need to really understand to my mind given the pandemic situation capital though they, on one hand there is huge capital available there is intelligent capital available you can't stay away from that you you need to understand the process and the earlier you get into the process the the, the you know the earlier it is better for you fair point so essentially you know the how to raise private capital is an understanding which companies need to have a better understanding of it early on in the trajectory uh, upendra before i get on to vishal and uh, there are few set of questions i have in mind specifically for him anything you would like to add uh, till this time in terms of uh, the answers that you've heard or in terms of the line of questioning that we've had so uh, i think as nitin uh, just mentioned the school of thought between the old economy promoters and the new guys is much different and the new youngsters or the new your founders are pretty much okay to have uh, you know private equity on their cap structure on their cap table so they don't mind that you know okay these guys are there and they realize the value which these uh, the private equity gets and its uh, impact on the enhancement of the business whereas you know the old timers as vishal also pointed out you know they built up they didn't know what is private equity they built up from scratch burning the bridges with the 
themselves and you know learning as they moving forward and kind of moving ahead and getting successful at the end so they have the mindset of the old generation has been that no let's do it ourselves let's generate enough value and we'll succeed one day not realizing that one day will come maybe 40 years from now by then it's too late youngsters don't have that kind of uh, patience and which is good because we have the technology to help us and the today's day and age uh, you know everything that we have at our hand so it must be used and plus added to this another aspect which i must uh, put on the table is that youngsters uh, uh, you know the in their 30s and 40s the you know the, those kind of promoters uh, founders who've had experiences overseas who've been to stanford of the world or the other ivy universities and you know they've seen the world from you know as to how it has progressed overseas so you know just making a layer trip overseas versus studying overseas and seriously analyzing how uh, business has helped uh, with the growth of uh, private equity that makes a difference and i think that's what impact we are seeing here okay uh, vishal i come to you now and before we sort of understand more about you know motilal oswal's entire strategy of raising domestic capital through foreign investors i have just like one quick question for you and a specific one that suppose given an example would you provide capital to a loss making technology upstart which perhaps can show you a path to profitability in say 5 years or 6 years from now but definitely targeting a huge market opportunity and there are large other capital providers taking a bet on it would you put capital and high quality retail hmi capital to that organization five years i'm not sure but couple of years maybe i'll give you an example something that we went through we had an unwritten rule that we will only invest in those companies which have a track record of profits upwards of you know maybe upwards of 50 crores in a bidder on the minimum side in june of 2019 we came across a company called mall biodiagnostics and in fact the reason why i'm why i'm talking about this company is that we as motila loswal private equity and we as india should be proud of this company it's a company that was started in 2000 by five six technocrats with a dream of eradicating tuberculosis not just from india but from the world at large tb you know 5 4 to 5000 people die of tb every day and 25% of that is in india and they die because you are not able to diagnose them at the right time in developing countries in india also tier 3 tier 4 and other developing countries you don't have facilities to do the right testing so they basically miniaturized central lab into a briefcase battery operated uh easy, even you and i can do testing on that and this is molecular diagnostic rt pcr testing which is gold standard of testing it took them 15 years to put together that equipment and another 4 years to go through the approval process right and 2019 they came to us they had revenues of 25 crores and losses were 50 crores a company which we would not we, we we would not even spend 5 minutes but when they came and met us believe me we were super emotional we said yaar in india an indian company has created an equipment which can make india proud and which can solve the problem of tb not just for india but for the world so but it was not our charters we took 6 months of diligence to first get a comfortable on what those guys created we we ex- appointed external parties we spoke to people not just in india but the world at large to get comfort that what they have created is meaningful so they were at that cusp where the equipment got approved 
they were waiting for orders and then get into the execution mode. So we said ki what they've created, comfort is there. Now let's see how they execute. Then, so they were supposed to get a 500 crore order from government of India for, for supplying of equipment and test kits. And then COVID happened. Silja, within 45 days, they created COVID tests. More than 40% of labs in India, literally, where COVID test is happening, is happening on their equipment. So, you know, we are talking about, I, I know there are villages where if you want to get yourself tested, you have to travel 100 kilometers. In that primary center of village, if you can put together this equipment, you've tested people. Yeah. So from there, so we knew that, okay, we are investing in a company with a 50 crore, 25 crore top line, but within two, three years, it can be four, 500 crore top line. So from there, it delivered a 1300 crore plus revenue last year. And, and growing very strong. So the name of the company is Malbio. We are very proud to be associated with them. And we are proud that India has produced the company of this kind. So this is what is the biggest joy of private equity. And believe me, when we were investing in them, there was a time when they did not have money to pay the lawyer fees. <laughs> so, and from there to now, within 24 wow. months, you know, fortunes have changed because it was a Place. So it's at the end of the day, our mandate is to do quality investing backed by very strong diligence. Prima even so, what I'm trying to say is that if, if a technology comes to us and says that five years something will become, that is not our competency to analyze that. I'm not saying whether it's a great investment or a bad investment, it does not fall within our circle of competence. This we did we because number one, we emotionally got charged up. And we did great amount of diligence to get that comfort. Okay, uh, that was sort of candid. Uh, I also want to understand from you, Vishal, that this entire thought process of raising money consistently, you know, from domestic investors, and you have really sort of set on to this from the very beginning and not swayed away. What really is the reason behind that? And also had another question for you that the advantages or the disadvantages of being a captive. Now these conversations from LPs have often come to the fore. Well, of course you can leverage the brand name and the huge institutional framework and the network effect. Increasingly LPs have also batted for more independent fund managers. So how have you traversed the journey on both these accounts? Give us some sort of uh, on the ground sense there. So uh, Shrija, when we started this in 2006, we were an unknown brand outside of India, right? Motila Loswal had no background of private equity. And the person who founded it was me. I had no background of private equity, just a desire and a passion to create something in India. Uh, we were not known outside. So we were known in India. So we had to go to Indian investors and we raised capital from them. Uh, that got us kick-started into this uh, world. But increasingly, Shrija, we have realized, and it might sound a bit cliched, is that if you're investing in Indian companies and money is going to be made out of India, why shouldn't Indian investors get an opportunity to invest in those companies? And that is why we, we were very sure that at least 50% of our capital that we want to raise, we will raise it in India. So uh, I think that's the game plan. As far as captive is concerned, this is a question that we've been uh, you know tackling with over 15 years now. I think the way we've justified is we are the only institution in India where the base, where the core is investing. That's core is equity investing. 
literally every fund, Shijja, 15% of the fund comes from us. So our alignment of interest is very high. And a large part of our group's capital is actually committed to the private equity business, which makes this business very important and meaningful for Motila Loswal. So we so we will do everything that is required to make this business venture successful. It's not that this is one of the 20 businesses that we are doing, and this does, business does not mean anything to us. If we do a bad job, 20% plus of my net worth, of my group's net worth is committed to this. And close to 15% of the fund is contributed by us. So high skin in the game, meaningful uh, to the group, is ensuring that we are putting together the strong platform of being getting all the benefits of institution and running it a professionally independent uh, private equity uh, fund house. Okay, uh, that sort of thanks for clearing the air on that one, Vishal. The kind of questions you've often been raised. I think this is the last round of questioning. We had a very meaningful conversation here today talking about the evolution of mid-market space, the difference between intelligent, non-intelligent capital, the approaches and attitudes of old generation versus the new generation entrepreneur, the sector seeing traction, how has legal duty changed in times of pandemic and so on. Now, my last question from all of you gentlemen is really that, you know, as we sort of, you know, leak deeper into 2021, if each one of you to give me one defining trend for the future of deal making, what would that really be? I'll start with you, Pendra, get on to you, Nitin, and then finally on to you, Vishal. Thanks, Shirja. So I think as I personally see, so there are kind of increasingly dual or triple track transactions that we may see, especially on the exit side. Apart from a traditional Indian IPO, sale strategically to a MNC, or even, uh, you know, a late stage large PE fund acquiring, you may also, you will see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, exits happening through SPAC, which is the latest buzzword, and everybody is looking at that. And we've seen some new examples, and I think that's that will be the trend going forward. That's okay. the main thing. Wow, SPACs going forward, that's an interesting one. Perhaps we could have a session, different one on that one altogether. Yeah, Nitin, what about you? The, uh, the pandemic has really changed to my mind the complete thought process of the promoters uh, uh, and the management, the private equity players, or all, all stakeholders, I would say. And, uh, you know, whether you we like it or not, but because of the pandemic, almost every company on every contractual obligation, they have somewhere or the other defaulted. Okay. Now, when you look at any business model, there are investors, there are technology providers, there are joint venture partners, there are investors. And the trend which clearly I am seeing is that everyone wants to grow, they, everyone wants to really sustain in this period and, and also you know, improve their, their footprint and everything. But what is happening is now everyone wants to work closely and work on, on, in a parallel way, in, in, in simultaneously together. I am seeing promoters bringing all the advisors, whether it is accountants, private equity, the lawyers, the environmental people. So the deal making process is is starting very very fast. I am seeing, and not only that, you know, the closeness in which the entire teams I am seeing working that's really phenomenal, and this is going to help all the stakeholders to my mind because you know we, we a we don't have that much of time now uh, where we can stretch the deal for six months or seven months everybody is a everybody is in a great hurry to invest private equities in hurry to invest promoters are in a hurry to take money so 
the big, the best trend to my mind is whilst uh, the promoters are putting the processes in place uh, uh, because of the, uh, the, the different partners or whatever but it all that they trying to avoid is is and i'm hearing this from the promoters and the investors is first put systems in place to avoid conflict sure so it's more collaborative in nature it is more collaborative it is increasing and which, which is a good sign to my mind okay uh, what about you vishal you know the defining trend for deal making as we leap deep point 2021 and beyond yeah i think one defining trend which you have done right now ideally lawyers should have the last word even the fund manager to have the last word <laughs> we shall private equity will have last word in these times <laughs> first word and the last word <laughs> if i get into that i think one point i wanted to highlight uh, shija even even this thing i think nine uh, is the manufacturing side yes i think 1990s was a strong decade for manufacturing in india and that was the year when you saw a lot of manufacturing from an export standpoint so you know right now we are talking about vaccines right whether one dose of vaccine is good enough or you need two doses so one dose of vaccine for resilience of india's economy has been this software services side which is something we did very well thanks to y2k we got an opportunity and in yeah. last 20 years we built a credible software exports but in that process we delayed taking the second vaccine which is the opportunity around manufacturing exports wow well put that is what china did very well and today china is ruling the roost something that we as a country did great injustice to between 2000 and 2020 and we are suffering because of that right there is no china has built a strong ecosystem for components for manufacturing and we've just not done that now for so let's say when i talk about electronics even now it, there are 30 to 40% of components that go into any electronic product where you have no choice but to source it from china world at large world at large is wanting to see india as a strong alternative to china and they will go any distance to to give that opportunity to india it is for india to lose on that opportunity regulators yeah i hope policy makers regulators policy makers government yeah. politicians should take note of that and say 2020 to 2030 this decade should be decade for india's manufacturing should be decade for india's exports towards manufacturing should be decade for india's replacing electronics with domestic manufacturing think about it 65 to 70 billion dollars of electronic product gets imported to india and that is india's current account deficit that's the third major item that gets imported one being oil you have no choice second being gold which is still an investment by electronics is literally a wasteful expenditure we have to bring that here and we have to create india's india to be shifting that out so i personally feel we will continue to do that we were the first investors in dixon in 2008 thought process was electronic manufacturing we recently invested in vvd and technologies another company in in this play which will not just replace but will be a big exports play from india and i think uh, manufacturing side we are going to see uh, uh, a a lot more trend i think the manufacturing should be a defining trend according to me in this decade and i i would urge a lot of private equity fund houses to really 
support or push that uh, in this country. Okay. Vishal, let me have yeah. a last word. In fact, let me have a last word. As you said, <laughs> you know, Vishal, you really pointed out the right thing. More than the government regulations, if it is the private equity, if they really believe in in manufacturing and if they invest uh, with 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 very very humble expectations, and if they stand behind manufacturing, trust me, manufacturing next decade, the vision you mentioned will 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 come true. Yeah. Okay, so that's a passion appeal going from a private equity investor and a lawyer to private equity investors and the regulators and policy makers also at large. I think one quick rapid fire, Vishal. What are you Netflixing these days? <laughs> you know, there's so much of uh, uh, you know. I'm more of a comedy guy, so I you know I'm I'm thriving on watching all the Kapil Sharma shows. So that's <laughs> keeping me sane during these times. Okay, Upendra, what about you? What are you Netflixing these days? Well, I just recently saw a movie called The Judge, and which was a very classic one in itself. It depends, shows how the characteristics of a judge who's very stubborn and his relationship with his son, and besides that, of course, uh, the serial crown. Okay, and Nitin, I mean, uh, the most humbling experience for you during the pandemic. What would that be? Quick one. Uh, humbling experience is I have, I have started learning piano. <laughs> Okay, uh, so gentlemen, it was really thank you so much for sort of sparing your time and energy on Eid Day, and uh, wishing all you and yours, you know, a very happy and successful 2021 and a year full of positivity. We're going through a difficult time, and I just hope that private equity emerges as a successful conduit for economic recovery for 2021 and beyond. With that as a thought, thank you so much, Vishal, Upendra, and Nitin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Shilja. Great conversation. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.